Guess who's back? Guess who's back? The answer is me. Yes, we are back for yet another episode of Sports the Show, the show where I talk about sports. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night from whatever time, wherever in the world you are listening. One of the great things about this world is sports. It can unite us together. And that's what I make Sports the Show do. We are going to talk about the news you have to know. We're going to talk about news you probably heard. We're going to talk about news you probably haven't heard about. All that and more in under an hour on Sports the Show. Well, 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 we have a lot to talk about. Week 7 and Week 8 results, Week 9 preview of the NFL. Well, here we go. Week 7 began with a NFC East battle, the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles win 22-21 on Thursday Night Football. Then we move to... Sunday, October 25th, the Kansas City Chiefs were in Denver at the Denver Broncos' home field, and it was a uh, difficult one to watch. I could not watch all of it. I stopped before halftime. Final score, 43-16, Chiefs win. Lions at Falcons. The Lions win because the Atlanta Falcons scored a touchdown that they didn't mean to score. What happened? Well, the Lions would have like three or four minutes left on the clock if the Falcons scored in the end zone. So they didn't want them to score in the end zone. They scored in the end zone. That gave the Lions the ball and gave the Lions enough time to get a touchdown and secure a victory. So 23-22 victory for the Detroit Lions. In the Ohio battle, the Cleveland Browns, Win 34, excuse me, rather 37 to 34. Very, very intriguing last minute. I enjoyed it. We went from the 1 p.m. game, then moved to Browns Bengals. So we got to see the last minute of that, and it was a very exciting last minute. I enjoyed it. The game I was watching that everyone was excited for Steelers at Titans. It was supposed to happen week two, got moved to week seven. Boy, oh boy, it was exciting. One team. Left undefeated, and that was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Winning 27-24. However, the Tennessee Titans were down by a lot. Then in the third quarter and fourth quarter, they scored 17 total, including 14 unanswered points. And it went to the very end. Steven Goskowski, if he makes the field goal... The Titans tie it, and it goes to overtime. Doink, he misses it. Steelers win and remain undefeated. Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Panthers have actually somewhat been a good team. I know they're 3-4 and four at this point in the season, but, like, they've impressed me. They get Christian McCaffrey soon. We'll talk more about that later. But the Panthers lose by three to the Saints, 27-24. Bills, Jets. Jets aren't a very good team. The Bills almost lost to the Jets. Final score, 18-10. Bills win. This game shocked me by a lot. The Washington football team destroys the Dallas Cowboys. 25-3. to 
If you're a Cowboys fan, <laughs> no, I am a nice person. I will not make fun of you for uh, saying how you're going to win the Super Bowl and then your team loses to a team that has no name. The Green Bay Packers win 35-20 in Houston to beat the Houston Texans. Buccaneers, Raiders. The Raiders have had a problem with COVID. They didn't know if the game was going to happen, so they moved it from Sunday night football to the afternoon slate. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win 45-20. to Then we have the 49ers at the Patriots. The Patriots, what happened? I thought you were going to be good. Then your quarterback gets COVID, and then you guys lose. 49ers win 33-6. to Good for them. Jaguars, Chargers. The Chargers finally get another win. They win 39-29 at home. This matchup was exciting on Sunday Night Football. Arizona Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks were in Arizona. DK Metcalf is fast. He is. He is. They're, they're a very good team. They really are. I enjoy their team. Cardinals, I'll admit it. It takes a man to admit when they're wrong. I had the Cardinals being overrated, and like last year's Cleveland Browns, that are expected to make the playoffs and don't make the playoffs just because they suck. Kyler Murray is a very good quarterback. They beat the undefeated Seahawks at the time, and now the only undefeated team. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Then Monday Night Football had the Bears and Rams. Uh, Unexciting game at all. Rams win by two scores, 24-10. to Colts, Dolphins, Vikings, Ravens all having a bye week. Week 8 was, I feel, a bit better of a week. Now, before we talk about Week 8, Week 7, Odell Beckham Jr. gets hurt early. Terrace is ACL. He's out for the season. Andy Dalton also got a concussion during that game, and it wasn't cleared for Week 8. So Ben DiNucci, the third-string quarterback, was under the helm for the next week against the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll talk more about that later. Andy Dalton's on the COVID list and won't play week nine, by the way. Just wanted to let you know. Thursday night football game was Falcons at Panthers. And I said that the Falcons were somewhat, rather, I said the Panthers were somewhat of a good team. But when you lose to the Falcons, you lose all credibility. I'm sorry. The Falcons win 25-17. Chargers Broncos was exciting. I wish I could have watched it live, but no, I don't get to watch it live because CBS hates me. The Chargers are up 14-3 at halftime. Then it's 24-10 at the end of the third quarter. Your final score, three touchdowns in the final fourth quarter, and the Broncos win 31-30 at home. So congratulations the Broncos now 3 and 4. Chargers keep blowing games. They should be way better. Chargers have a huge better record, but they keep blowing they keep blowing games. They are a good team. They don't play 60 minutes of football, however. So they're not going to make the playoffs, but I'm not taking any way anything away from uh this Chargers team. They're going to be very good if they I feel on the regular circumstances, if they had like a full offseason, they could probably be a very good team. Bills, Patriots. The Bills win 24 21. Here's the thing with the Bills the Bills are 6 and 2, but I feel like they are the sort of like the Chicago Bears. They were good at they were good at first. 
Then you see your first competitor and you lose. Bears lost to the Colts. Then the Bills lose to the Chiefs. Then you barely beat the uh, Jets. You only win by eight. And then you almost lose to the Patriots. You lose by three. So, Bills, you need to start getting better scores. This one shocked me. Tennessee Titans at Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals get the dub. Titans now five and two. The Colts took on the Lions and absolutely destroyed the Lions 41-21. Colts Colts and Titans are now tied in the AFC South. So uh, that's going to be an interesting Thursday night football matchup in a couple weeks. Raiders, Browns, the Browns had another good competition. And once again, the Browns lose to good competition. So uh, they don't have that many good competition they're facing this year. So the Browns are going to make the playoffs most likely. Even if, if we go to eight teams... So the NFL's thinking of maybe going to eight teams just in case COVID happens and screws other teams over. They'll have eight possible teams. So then the Browns, if they have eight teams, I'm calling it right now, Browns are making the playoffs. Raiders win 16-6. to Vikings, Packers, shocking upset. The Vikings beat the Packers in Green Bay. Dolphin Cook, four touchdowns. He did amazing. Someone who did amazing was Patrick Mahomes going 31 for 42, throwing five touchdowns, getting me a almost 40 points on fantasy. I drafted him. Good job. Chiefs win 35 to 9 against the Jets team. That's 0 and 8. Seriously, I don't know how the Jets are very bad. I really don't. Rams, Dolphins, shocking. Not a lot of people are giving respect to this Miami Dolphins team, but after you beat the Rams and the 49ers in the same season, you've done it. You have got my respect, Miami Dolphins. Two Tonga Valoa. Did he have a good game? We don't know. It wasn't. No, he didn't. He had a he had an okay game. It's not Fitz Magic, though. Not Fitz Magic. But you do realize Fitz Magic only lasts for about half a season, and then uh, he doesn't do very good in the other half, and that's why his teams always lose. So, bit sad there. Steelers Ravens was a good game. Lots of people clowning the Ravens, but I say when you lose to a very good Pittsburgh Steelers team that's undefeated still, you know, there it was a four point game, 28-24. So don't jump off the Ravens uh of being a good team very soon. Give it give if they lose to the Colts, then we should be worried about the Ravens. Until then. Don't be worried about the Ravens. Saints, Bears. Saints win by three. There was a fight, by the way. One of the Bears guys just, I can't remember his name. I apologize. But he just punched the guy in the helmet for no reason. He got suspended two games. Miles Garrett hits someone with the helmet, gets suspended an entire season. Gronk tackles someone from the back a few years ago. He gets no suspensions at all. The Seahawks win 37-27. Against a 49ers team that now no longer has George Kittle and no longer has Jimmy Garoppolo. They're once again hurt. They missed the Thursday night football game against Green Bay Packers. We'll talk about that next week. But uh, yeah, the 49ers are last year's Philadelphia Eagles. I swear, everyone on the Eagles got hurt last year. This year, it's the 49ers. Cowboys-Eagles. Ben DiNucci, 21 for 40, 180 yards. Not very good. He's been benched now. In fact, he might have even been kicked off the team. Yeah, I have like two other guys. So they've had, they will have had, I'd say about five quarterbacks. There's two of them right now. They're trying to decide who's going to play, who's not. 
But 23-9, Eagles are the front runner in the NFC East now. Finally, Monday Night Football, an exciting game. Buccaneers-Giants, 25-23, Buccaneers win. Uh, the bye week was Cardinals, Washington, Jaguars, and Texans. We now move to week number nine of the NFL season. I'll give you who's going to win and why. By the way, Christian McCaffrey is back. I'm happy. I have him on one of my two fantasy leagues, uh, and uh, I've missed him. Mike Davis was great for about the first half of the season, but for the last few weeks, I think he realized that his time is limited, and he hasn't been doing as good as he was earlier, which was disappointing for him. I hope Mike Davis gets a uh, fresh start somewhere else. So Thursday Night Football was Packers 49ers. We'll talk about that next week. Now we have Broncos at Atlanta. I, I am going to go with this Broncos team. I just don't think this Atlanta team's good at all. I'm sorry. And I feel like the Broncos, they got some sacks on the homes. This defense is still good. Even without some of their great defensive players. Broncos, always known for their defense. Seahawks at Bills. Six and one versus six and two. Bills have been almost losing to NFC East teams that are garbage. Seahawks win by two touchdowns. Bears Titans. Very very important game here. Really a uh, reset for this team. If this Titan team loses to the Bears, then you should be worried because the Titans they want to win their division. They do. You are going to want to watch Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry for Tennessee. Allen Robinson. Very, very good on the Bears, by the way. So my prediction is going to be the Titans by a touchdown. Ravens at Colts in Indianapolis. I'm sorry, Indianapolis. Here's your boy here, but the Ravens are just a better team. Ravens win by only a touchdown. It'll be a good game. Best defense in the league is the Colts, I feel. It's the Ravens offense. They're going to do good. It's going to be a close game, but we got to have Phillip Rivers not throw. We can't. got to have Phillip Rivers not get sacked by the Ravens. we got to have him actually connect. Good news, though. Colts have, like, three running backs. The problem is when they're on your fantasy team, one will do good, the other one won't, so you never know. Panthers at Chiefs. Simply put, Panthers are a mediocre team. They're okay. Middle of the pack. Chiefs are elite. Chiefs get the victory. Lions at Vikings. Vikings coming off of a win in Green Bay, and they are going to take that momentum to beat the Detroit Lions. Washington football team, New York Giants. Who's going to win? I'm calling it right now the New York Giants. Here's my thing. You did good against a Buccaneers team. You just got to not have your running back run into the back of his lineman, and then you'll do good. Giants win by three. Texans, Jaguars. Who's going to be last place in the AFC South? We're going to find out, and it will be the Houston Texans. Garner Minshew is gone, however, so I'm actually changing it. Houston Texans are going to win with a Garner Minshew-less Jaguars team. The Raiders. Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Chargers are going to blow a lead. Raiders are going to win. Steelers, Cowboys. 
Cowboys are going to lose. Steelers win by three touchdowns. Dolphins, Cardinals. I'm going to. I'm. I'm doing it. I'm calling it. The Dolphins are going to be the Cardinals. Upset of the week alert. There you go. Saints, Buccaneers on Sunday night football. Six and two Saints. Five and two. Rather, five and two Saints. Six and two Buccaneers. I'm doing it. I'm calling the Buccaneers. The Saints team has been good, but this Buccaneers team has also been good, and I feel better. Monday, Monday Night Football, Patriots, Jets, and who's going to win in MetLife Stadium? This is a tough one because they're both very bad teams, and they've both been very bad. But I'm going with the Patriots. I think this Jets team is going to be 1-15. Who has the bye? Well, it's the Bengals, it's the Browns, it's the Rams, and the Eagles. So the Eagles aren't going to fly next week as they won't play. NCAA news, we're going to get all that and take a short little break. Week 9, week 10 of the NCAA football season. Week 9 was cool, week 10 was even better. Indiana University beats number 8 Penn State with the return of the Big Ten. And it was at home, and it was in overtime. I watched that game on FS1. Boy, oh boy, it was exciting. First, IU win over a top 10 team since 1987, and it's only their second win over Penn State ever. First one was in 2013 at home, last one at home in 2020. IU won by a diving touchdown by Michael Penix Jr. on a two-point conversion. He dived. He barely... (laughs) Touched the pylon, but the, the ball did touch the pylon, and then they scored a touchdown with an amazing, amazing touchdown by Michael Penix Jr. and this IU Hoosiers team. Well, here's the most recent team to have COVID, Wisconsin, who are still in the top 10 of the top 25, and they haven't played a game. They've only played one game. Wisconsin has 27 cases as of Tuesday, November 23rd, and they had to cancel the Wisconsin-Nebraska game and Wisconsin-Purdue game. Those games will not be made up. Nebraska wanted to face the University of Tennessee Chattanooga, UTC, for Week 9, but the Big Ten was like, no, no, you cannot do that at all. You are not going to get to face other opponents. So that idea was shot down very quickly. Trevor Lawrence is the expected number one pick of the 2021 NFL draft from Clemson. Well, he tested positive for the coronavirus. He had to miss the Boston College versus Clemson game. And we'll miss Notre Dame versus Clemson. We'll talk about that later, actually, at the end of the podcast. Week 10 in the NCAA was very exciting. There was a brawl in Florida-Missouri game. Dan Mullen, the coach of Florida, was fined a whole bunch of money. Five players, two on Florida and three Missouri players, now have to sit the first half of their next game out. That's their suspension. A lot of upsets, too. Michigan State beat number 13 Michigan. So, Michigan, you're not going to make the playoffs, and you're definitely not being Ohio State this year. Clemson, they were down 18 to Boston College. But they still held on, managed to win 34-28. But when you're taking on a Notre Dame team that's very good, you cannot do that by any means. Oklahoma State lost 41-34 to to Texas in overtime. Now, no more Big 12 teams are undefeated. And now, no more Big 12 teams will make the playoffs. 
A Pac-12 team will make the playoffs. The Pac-12 team make the playoffs. Oregon, here we go. I'm calling the playoffs right now. It will be number one, Alabama, taking on number four, Clemson. What? Well, I feel that they're going to get a loss at one point. The number two seed, Ohio State, will take on the number three seed, Oregon Ducks, at the end of the season. There we go. They should call up the playoffs top ten for New Year's Eve Bowls. Scary moment this weekend in Ole Miss at practice on Monday, November 2nd. Freshman tight end Demarcus Thomas had a hit and could not move after that hit. He was had to be airlifted to a hospital. Coach Lane Kiffin was visibly shaken as he had to do media interviews minutes after one of his kids was unable to move. Uh, DeMarcus did regain some feeling uh, in his body before he was airlifted to a local hospital. He was discharged from the hospital, I believe, that same day. And ladies and gentlemen, now, quick word from Anchor. Have you heard of Anchor? It is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free way to make a podcast. You don't have to pay. You can edit the podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast to many places, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can make money from your podcast with barely any listens. You can download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Boy, oh boy, I do love Anchor. And if you love Anchor, you got to make yourself a podcast, man. You do. You just got to. The World Series is over. The L.A. Dodgers, for the first time in 32 years, win the World Series 4-2. to two. Shortstop Corey Seager was the World Series MVP. I heard an argument about Mookie Betts. I really don't know. There's nothing we can do, though. And uh, it made it to game six. Well, third baseman Justin Turner had to be removed from the game in the eighth inning because he had a COVID test that came back positive. It was actually the first and only playoff positive and the first positive in like about 100 days for Major League Baseball. He then celebrated with his team, even though he had a confirmed case of COVID and was asked to isolate. Critics came out and said that that was a horrible idea considering that he had the virus, touched the trophy, and took pictures with his mask off in front of all his teammates. Major League Baseball then released a statement Wednesday, October 28th, basically agreeing with the critics saying that it was a wrong choice by Turner and an investigation would be launched. Then, on November 6, 2020, MLB announced that Turner won't be punished, but that was a bad idea by him. And really, actually, MLB needed to handle the situation better. So at the end of the day, Justin Turner will not get in trouble. Also, uh, Red Sox have their manager back now. Congrats to them. Even though he cheated back in 2018 with another sign-stealing scandal, but no one wants to talk about that because everyone loves Boston. I don't like Boston. Anyway, the Tampa Bay Rowdies. We now move to the United Soccer League. 
USL, the Tampa Bay Rowdies, they beat Lou City FC, Louisville City, 2-1 to advance to the USL Championship Final. And the Wild Wild West, Phoenix Rising beat El Paso Locomotive 4-2 on penalties to advance to the finals. Days before the final, a few Tampa Bay players tested positive with the coronavirus, and on Saturday, October 31st, the United Soccer League announced they would cancel the final instead just having conference champions. So, what does this mean? Well, the playoffs was kind of a waste of time because they didn't have a final champion. So, uh, it will forever be the Astros by 2020 where they had no actual champion, just conference champions instead. From the United Soccer League to probably the uh, more the I don't want to say better league, but it kind of is the professional A team league. USL is kind of a more of a B team league, minor leagues like Major League Baseball, possibly. It's better terms to use. Well, the MLS playoffs will be upon us very soon. In fact, this Sunday is the final regular season games for MLS, and they had to change the playoff format this year. Due to an uneven number of games played due to COVID cancellation. This year, the MLS Cup playoffs will be determined not by wins or losses, but by points per games only. The regular season, as we said, set to finish November 8th, Sunday. So the East will have a total of 10 teams. The West will have eight teams. Just like the NBA playoffs, they will have play-in games. How's that going to work? Well, the number 7 seed will take on the number 10 seed. The number 8 seed will take on the number 9 seed. The winners of those two matchups will then move into 7th or 8th. And that's how there will be 8 teams in the East, 8 teams in the West. Here are the current standings for the playoffs. Number 1, Philadelphia Union. Number two, Toronto FC. Number three, the Columbus Crew of Columbus, Ohio. Number four, Orlando City SC. Number five, New York City FC. Number six, the New York Red Bulls. I have their jersey. They are a cool team. Number seven is the New England Revolution. Number eight is Nashville SC. I've been to their USL team. Nashville's a fun city. Ninth and tenth are to be decided. The Montreal Impact, however, are currently ninth. Chicago Fire is currently 10th. Possibly making the playoffs could be Atlanta United or Inter-Miami, a brand new team this year, or D.C. United is 13th. The only team eliminated in the East is FC Cincinnati, a team that I'm familiar with from USL days. So for the second year in a row, FC Cincinnati is near the bottom of the East. For the Western Conference, all the teams have qualified. Now they just need to actually set up what rankings they're going to be. Right now, Sporting Kansas City is first. Portland Timbers are second. Seattle Sounders are in third. FC Dallas is in fourth. Minnesota United is in fifth. LAFC sixth. Colorado Rapids are in seventh. And San Jose Earthquakes are eighth. One through four get home field advantage in round one. If you're one, you basically want to be one so you can get home field advantage the entire time. The Vancouver Whitecaps, Real Salt Lake City, LA Galaxy, and Houston Dynamo have all officially been eliminated. 
NCAA basketball is set to kick off Wednesday, November 25th for both the men and women of NCAA. The University of Louisville is doing a very interesting concept to start their season. It's a nine-team tournament hosted at the KFC Yum Center in beautiful Louisville, Ohio. I've been to the KFC Yum Center. It's a cool arena. You want to know why? Because not only can you eat KFC, but you can also have, like, Papa John's. So, yes, their concessions are amazing. So, the nine-team tournament will be the Wade Houston Tip-Off Classic, taking place November 25th through December 4th. Uh, the only day not having a game is Thanksgiving Day, November 26th, I believe. Of the nine teams that will play, five of them will play five games each. That's Louisville, Arkansas, Little Rock, University of North Carolina, Greensboro, Prairie View A&M, and Winthrop. Three teams will play three games each. That's Southern Illinois, Western Kentucky, and Duquesne. The Duquesne Dukes. It's a very difficult word to say when you look at their name, and I had to do some research because I don't know Duquesne very well. Do Duquesne or Duquesne? I think it's Duquesne, though. Seton Hall will only play two games, however. So I don't know why everyone won't play a certain number of games. That's the only weird part about the uh, Wade Houston tip-off. But I hope other cities do this. I'd love to have it. Like, are you kidding me? We could have a Battle of the Carolinas. That'd be amazing. Do it in Indiana. There's a whole bunch of schools there. California, too. That'd be awesome. Let's do it. Finally, NBA basketball. I saved the best for last. The NBA Players Association has agreed to start their season December 22nd, and there will be a total of 72 games. Teams would open training camp by December 1st. Right now, they basically got to agree with the collective bargaining agreement and money and crap that I don't care about. But uh, we have a great chance of having NBA basketball coming back very, very soon. So in the next couple of weeks, we'll find out if NBA basketball truly will return. With that, we have hit the end of the main news of the week. Ding, ding, ding. It's time for combat news of the week. We got a lot of them, actually. UFC 254 was a very exciting event, and it capped off with Khabib Nurmagomedov taking on Justin Gaethje. And Khabib Nurmagomedov would beat Justin Gaethje by submission in the second round to improve to 29-0 in his career. And after the fight, he retired because he's, Basically, did not want to fight anymore because his father died a few months ago. So, uh, thank you to Khabib. You've had an amazing career. However, Dana White uh, basically said, you know what? I think he will come back. He needs some time to process, you know, fighting without his dad. But he'll come back and then try to get the goal that he and his dad wanted, 30-0. and 0. And that'd just be perfect. If you went on 30 and 0, done. You don't need to come back after that. You don't need to risk your career and lose. Don't be like McGregor who goes to some fights and he, he still loses. He could do good. Like he destroys Donald Cerrone. But uh, now he's crazy. Even more crazy than he was. Anyway. According to Daniel Cormier, Khabib did not want to break Justin Gaethje's arm in front of Justin Gaethje's parents. So he used the triangle submission instead of an arm bar to make 
really just didn't go to sleep instead of breaking the arm right in front of the parents. So, you know what? I don't know. It, I, I guess that's better than seeing your child's arm ripped off, but seeing your child faint in front of you, that's not what I want my child to ever have happen. But uh, you know what? You do you. You do you. Well, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. I really don't think that fight's going to happen. It's very, it's, there's a lot of drama now. In a long rant on Twitter, including a video, Wilder has basically said Tyson Fury was scared for not honoring their shared agreement to have a third fight. Quote, in the rematch agreement, there was a rematch clause. Now it's time for you to be a man of your word instead of trying to weasel out your agreement. He also basically kind of said that uh, Fury had done something with his gloves and was cheating. And uh, I don't agree with that. Uh, about a week later, it was announced that Tyson Fury will now fight, fight Agent Caballo on December 5th in London. This comes from The Athletic now. So, I don't know. We got to wait till 2021 for Wilder Fury 3, honestly. If you're going to do it, this I think is perfect. I mean, they're doing the uh, whole wrestling angle where everyone starts talking crap about each other. But uh, you get the people that want to have the fight. They will pay for the fight. It will work. You got to finish it, man. You got to finish it. So that's that's all we know right now about Wilder Fury 3. So far, it seems to not be happening. I still think it will. Finally... Canelo Alvarez is now a free agent. He is no longer part of Golden Boy promotion. Why? Well, this comes two months after Canelo Alvarez filed a lawsuit against Dazen and Golden Boy Promotions, citing a breach of contract for his 11-fight $365 million deal, saying that Dazen and Golden Boy didn't pay Canelo all the money that he was owed. And now he is no longer working with Golden Boy Promotions. Not really a shock there, but it's going to be interesting to see who picks Canelo up now. Uh, that was just an ugly situation. I feel bad for the man. Like you get the huge deal with Dazen and then no Dazen, whatever, and then you don't even, and then they don't even like care about your contract. That's that's not good. That's not good at all. Thank you. There is now your combat news of the week. It's over. Ding ding ding. Final bell has rung. It's now time for the best game of the week, plus the top 25 rankings that I forgot to tell you guys. Here we go. Clemson is first for college football. Alabama second. Ohio State third. Notre Dame fourth. Georgia fifth. No changes there. Cincinnati, the Bearcats are now sixth. Texas A&M now seventh. Florida is eighth. BYU is ninth. Wisconsin tenth. Be very, very... Uh, intriguing Miami Hurricanes with their blackout uniforms are 11th. Oregon as 12th. They're winning the Pac-12 on it right now. IU is 13th. They went from unranked to 17th to 13th. Oklahoma State is 14th. Coastal Carolina is 15th. Marshall 16th. Iowa State 17th. SMU 18th. Oklahoma 19th. USC 20th. 21st is Boise State. They're going to be taking on BYU. As I said, that is going to be the best game uh, that Boise State has had. 
It is. Best game they've had. Texas went from being unranked. They're now... They're now up there. Congrats to them. Michigan is 23rd. They should not be up there at all. You lose to Michigan State, you get kicked out of the top 25. If you beat an Indiana team, you get back in the top 25, and now you get out of the top 25. That's how it goes. Auburn's 24th. Liberty's 25th. The very first time, I believe, in Liberty's football career. Northwestern had 106 votes. Louisiana had 101 votes. They should be up there, not Michigan. Now it's time for the game of the week. What's the game of the week, you might be asking? Well, I tell you what I feel is the best game, what channels could it be on, and when. And it's number one, Clemson, at number four, Notre Dame. Why? Well, it's two of the best teams in college football. Now, Trevor Lawrence is not there, but you cannot have a Clemson team with a horrible quarterback. That's not going to happen. So they're obviously going to have a good quarterback in the backup because you don't go to Clemson and expect to be the backup. That's not... I doubt that's what you do, so they're still going to be a good team. It's going to be close. It's going to go into overtime, your victory. I'm calling it. It's going to be Notre Dame. I'm sorry. Notre Dame's going to win. With that, Clemson is going to go down. They are going to be third now. Ohio State will be second. Georgia will not beat Notre Dame ever in these standings. But number one, Clemson, number four, Notre Dame, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time will be on your local NBC after the NASCAR championship. And with that, we have finished. I thank you so, so very much for listening from the bottom of my heart. I started this podcast back in February. I wanted to do it earlier. But I finally did it in February. And uh, the kids now have 370 episode plays. At most, having over 60 episodes played in like one week was amazing. One of my, my most popular one has 17 total. It's, it's amazing. I thank all of you. You know, we have a total. I mean, I'm, I'm big in Seattle. Thank you to Seattle, whoever's been listening. If you're from Seattle and listening, please tag me on Twitter. I'm actually sports. I want to know who you people are. I don't know who you are. I don't know where everyone's listening from, but uh, I'm blowing up on Seattle. I do know that. Did, I do know that. Thank you, everyone. Stay safe, please. We'll see you next week. We're going to be talking about more college football. More NFL, and hopefully we're going to be talking about an NBA season happening very soon. Thank you. See you guys next week. For everyone here at Sports the Show, mostly your host, me, thank you. Before that, leave a voice message via Anchor to be on the show. I need people to do that. You need to add Max G Sports on Twitter. M-G-S is all capitalized. Capital M-A-X. Capital G. Capital S. P-O-R-T-X on Twitter. Show, the show was available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, Bullhorn FM, Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Finally, for the very last time, I say goodbye. Have a great weekend, y'all.